Hello, and welcome to the Dark Passenger Podcast. You're welcome to reach out to me via social media on all the platforms listed in the description box. So I wanted to talk about a moment I had while doing guided meditation the other day. The reason I was doing meditation that day was because I was having a lot of trouble falling asleep. It's not just the it's not just the time frame, the, the time zone change, but it's more things that I'm stressed out about, worried about, so on and so forth. And so I search for various videos on YouTube to help. And I found some good ones, but I also found, and I am going to butcher this, I am not an expert in this area. So anyone who is an expert is going to find this utterly amusing because I am totally ill-informed about this. One of the videos that played was like a Buddhist um, chant, those kind of chants that that, um, people of the Buddhist faith do, chakras, if I'm not mistaken. And I was remotely curious just in that moment that I saw it. And because of the one that I came across. The one that I came across was made famous by Angela Bassett, who played Tina Turner, Tina Turner in the movie What's Love Got to Do with It. And so it was that chant that she was doing in the movie that I found on YouTube. And I listened to it for a few seconds. And I literally said after a few seconds, uh, this is weird. And I changed it and I went back to my quote unquote normal, regularly scheduled programming. And in that moment, this is a sheer moment of ignorance. So the point of this is to show my ignorance. It's not to encourage any more ignorance. In that moment, I, those chants made me uncomfortable I, I, I felt weird in my seancing, the devil, whatever, but my ignorance led me to believe this does not feel right. It's not, it's uncomfortable, what have you. I'm changing, I'm changing the channel, literally. And so I say this all to say and tie this into a conversation I had with a coworker. And I may have briefly discussed this in another episode, full disclosure, but not as in-depth as I'm going to right now. And I'll explain why I shared the meditation story and the ignorance making me fearful of, of engaging in that. So I had a conversation with, with someone recently regarding their so-called racist coworker. So according to them... They have a coworker that they think is racist, and they went on to tell me why. So they are a black male. The person that they think is a racist is a white male. And um, he also mentioned that the, that the white guy had a head injury of some sort. And he went on to explain why he thought he was racist. He keeps calling the cops on people and what have you. And I said to him, 
Um, so the fact that he calls the cops on the white homeless people, which there are a lot of homeless here in the, in the Las Vegas area. So the fact that he calls the, the cops, uh, let me correct myself. The fact that he calls the cops on the black homeless people and not as often on the white homeless people, that's what's making you believe that he's racist. And he said, yes. And he went on to say a whole bunch of things. And he said something in the conversation that triggered me to think the person wasn't racist. He said something along the lines of, I don't know why he's afraid of them. You know, they, they don't cause any harm. They're not any issue. You know, they're just trying to, you know, find a place to lay their head for the night. And that word afraid, when he said the word afraid, that triggered me to think this is more than just a typical racist person. It triggered me to think that this person was ignorant and scared. And we, we had a friendly debate back and forth about this. And he literally Googled the word racist and I nodded my head and went, yeah, tell me something I don't know. Um, that still doesn't, that still doesn't add up to me. The, the definition he pulled up included the word supreme or supremacist. And I said to him, that's not how you described your coworker. You described him as someone that was afraid. Someone who thinks they're superior is not also going to be afraid of someone. For me personally, in my opinion, those are two, those are mutually exclusive. You cannot be afraid of something that you feel like you're superior to. They can't both exist in the, at the same time. And I, I continue to say and use the example of if he was a, I said, imagine you were a wrestler and, you know, you're huge, you're muscular, you are in great shape, you've never lost the match, and you get information about your next opponent. Your next op opponent is this four foot eleven scrawny, you never had a fight in his life uh, competitor. Now, who's to say this guy is not the top martial artist in the world and, and really can fight and do all that stuff? But from first impressions, solely from first impressions, you would go into that fight. If you were that big burly wrestler with all the experience in the world and never lost, you would at least go in feeling superior to that person. You would not go in being afraid that this little scrawny guy is going to defeat you. You would go in with a confidence and an air about you, that you're confident in your skills, that you know you're better, that you are indeed superior. So my argument to, um, my argument to him was your coworker can't be afraid and feel superior at the same time. Those two, those two things cannot exist. And that is my personal opinion. And so the, the purpose of that was to say, 
as far as the meditation was concerned and the, the, the Buddhist chants and things, what made me change that video, what made me change from that video wasn't that I thought it was dumb, wasn't that I thought it was beneath me at all. It wasn't that I thought my ways were better. It was solely that it made me uncomfortable because it was new to me and something foreign to me. And so I didn't have an open mind about it at all. It kind of just felt weird that they were saying the same thing over and over and over again. That triggered me, triggered a fear in me, not an, not an arrogance or not a feeling that it was beneath me. And I think making these two distinctions is extremely important, especially um, in the discussion of mental health, making that distinction between someone who truly is ignorant, um, which can come off sometimes as insensitive, and someone who truly, truly has vitriol and hatred. And I, before I forget, I wanted to also touch base on how he mentioned the white guy had some kind of, he knew um, it was a known fact that the guy had some kind of head injury as well. And so none of this justifies his behavior if it is indeed what he says it is. But those are also things you need to keep in mind that as you're having that, the way that he described it, he and the white guy have a, this conversation pretty often and they, they go back and forth all the time. And so my thing to the black guy was, are you, if you're, if you already know he has some kind of head injury, which may or may not impact his, um, um, his think, his thought process. If you already know that to me personally, it comes off like you're exploiting him because you're engaging in conversations that he's not fully equipped. He may not be fully equipped to, um, adequately defend himself. It's no different from, and I say this respectfully, it's no different from Dr. Phil kind of shows where you have people on there saying, I think I'm a rabbit and I nibble on carrots every day. It's very clear that these people have, it's one thing to have a difference of opinion because I, I we, we won't even go there right now, but I hear that sometimes as well regarding certain political beliefs suddenly someone's crazy because they believe in a certain party or a certain um, politician. That's not what I'm saying. A difference of opinion is one thing, but there are some thought processes that you have to assess. Are you exploiting this person? Um, are you similar to the wrestling analogy or the boxing analogy? You know, are you fighting someone in a different weight class than you? why there's 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 a fine line there there's a fine line there and, and I my goal was not to come off as defending a racist but my goal was more to acknowledge the fact that he was aware he was indeed aware that that person could possibly not all be there and I thought it was irresponsible of him to then engage with this person um that, that's just my personal opinion. So as far as ignorance is concerned, as far as ignorance is concerned, I think that we have to differentiate between the two. There are some people, I have friends, I have family members who are either 
uh, married or in a relationship with someone who does not quote unquote believe in mental illness. They don't believe that not getting out of bed or maybe not eating right or sleeping all the time or whatever extremes, they don't believe those are valid conditions. They have the, their school of thought is just get over it, just do this and you'll be fine. They don't believe truly in their heart of hearts. It's not an ignorance thing. They are aware of the the data, the experiences, the challenges that people face. Regardless of that, that is simply their belief that it is quote unquote, figuratively or literally all in your head and you need to get over it. That's, that's their point of view. That is way harder to overcome. And it's unfortunate that you have to, I, I'm, I'm someone it definitely comes to mind when I say that you really don't know that about a person until you experience it. And you would hope that your relationship is strong enough to get, get through that. With that being said, though, those people, that is their point of view. That's their point of view. Oh, I am, I don't, I don't like other religions. I, I think that stuff is dumb. That's, that's their point of view. They are aware. They understand. They're quote unquote educated. And yet that is still their position. I'm not doing those chants. That's not my thing. X, Y, Z. Those are not the people that need, um, for me personally, I don't really care to change anyone's opinion. It's more so showing by example. It's the ones that have ignorance that need to be addressed. And of course, this is pot, meat, kettle. I showed my ignorance with my reaction to the chants playing that, oh, this is weird. Oh, this is like, this is like a calling upon the devil or something. This is, this is just creepy. I showed my ignorance in that moment. I know nothing about the Buddhist religion. I know nothing about, I, I don't even know if, if that was considered Buddhist religion. Now that I think about it. I, I know nothing about it. I know nothing about it to the point where I'm probably not even talking about the right religion right now. So that came from a place of ignorance. And I'm a firm believer that something can be done about that. That's, that is quote unquote curable. That is something that with the right information, that person can formulate an opinion that's educated. That person, including myself, can form an opinion that is based upon something other than fear. And tying this back to the person I was talking to who said that their white coworker was, was racist, my encouragement, whether they take it or not is their business, my encouragement was to break down that barrier because if you just write someone off and say they're racist, they are misogynistic, they are this, they are that, you throw that label on and it's very easy to write someone off. Very easy to tune them out as if their opinion has no validity validity at whatsoever. So I challenge them to really explore their thoughts and the root of their thoughts. Some of it comes from their personal experiences, good, bad, and different often. And some of it simply comes from the fact that they 
it's it's unknown to them. It's foreign to them. In my case, that was the same way. I'm not, I, I'm far from being religious, but even as, as growing up, that was not part of my day to day. I wasn't raised to chant and do all those things. So it was foreign to me and it was very easy to write it off. So what I can do is first research that I'm even talking about the right religion, um, get information of what, what are the chants? Why do they chant those things? What are they doing? What do they hope to accomplish? And if after I get that information, I say to myself, nope, not for me. That's totally fine. That's totally fine. But I also could get that information and say, wow, I'm so glad I looked into this. This is extremely helpful. This is extremely helpful. And this may seem like a little bit of a diversion from the topic, but I, when I say it's all related, it absolutely is. We do this even when it's not related to mental health. We do this to each other as friends, as family members, as coworkers. It is very easy to, instead of asking questions, it's easy to lead with our assumptions and possibly miss out on something that could possibly change our lives and theirs. Now, I'm talking this, you know, chance stuff up for the purpose of this conversation. As I said, I don't know the purpose of those things, but all I'm saying is if I simply leave it at, okay, it's weird, I'm never going to do it again, I could possibly be missing out on something that could really open my, um, it, that could really change me for the better. And so the same goes with the people in our lives, whether you're in a, in a relationship, whether um, the, how you are with your children, how you are with your, um, with your coworkers, all it can take sometimes is just asking the right questions, open-ended questions, things to get the person to um, feel as if it's okay to talk to you, whatever that thing is for them, whether it is venting and saying, I, you know, I, I hate my boss and this and that and blah, 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 or simply um, just to engage in conversation that moves the conversation forward. Maybe you've hit that roadblock. I have definitely in a lot of, um, a lot of relationships in my life. And this has really helped me kind of get over that obstacle does it seem like a simple, it's definitely a, a simple uh, solution, but I'll be the, I'll be the first to testify that it is extremely hard to implement. So if you're sitting there on the other end thinking, ask questions, that's the stupidest thing ever. Try it. See if you're able to open those doors of communication with people you don't already have that communication with. And then on the other side of that, the people that you do think you have that open line of communication with, is there an opportunity to improve it? You don't have to be in an open book with everyone, but the things that you do dialogue with, the things you do have a conversation about, it should be open. For example, um, there's someone I talk to almost daily about work. Um, just what's going on at work, so on and so forth. Even if we talk about nothing else, we're not talking about relationships, we're not talking about traveling, we're not talking about mental health, 
We're not talking about anything else but work. That that lane should be an open lane. If we're talking about work and it's still walking on eggshells and that's all we talk about and it's on eggshells, there's a problem. And the best way is to break that communication. Open that door of communication. I sometimes feel as if I am constantly breaking down that door. I felt that way for a long, long time. That is until recently. That is until recently. And I'm seeing as I surround myself with the right people, especially just moving here to the Las Vegas area, so everything's new. As I surround myself with the right people, I'm having people break down my walls and my doors. And this is a great position to be in because instead of staying in that state of ignorance on my side and theirs, I have people for the first time in a long time knocking down my doors, wanting to know about me, wanting to understand where where um, my goals and ambitions are, wanting to know... Um, Simple, simple as wanting to know why I'm here. And that is refreshing. That is refreshing because I often feel like I'm pulling a, a friendship, I'm pulling a relationship along. And it hasn't been that way. It hasn't been that way. So instead of, instead of um, them standing with their ignorance, they are now standing in their curiosity. They're standing in their um, innocence and wanting to know more about me. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to say that, that, that makes me feel great. That makes me feel great. So this is not the first, the definitely not the first or last time I will speak about this, but I definitely wanted to make sure I highlighted this differentiated between the ignorance and sheer point of view because there's a huge difference so as always thank you for listening take care